Welcome to Rhonda NP's Menopause Guide Podcast with Rhonda Jollip, nurse practitioner, hormone expert, and menopause mentor. Balance your menopause experience with natural solutions and regain control to live the life you love. Let's get started. Hi there, this is Chris Doctor, and I'm your co-host for the Menopause Guide podcast with Rhonda NP. I'll be joined in just a minute by Rhonda. We're really pleased with how our podcast has taken off over the past few months. We're getting about 100 downloads a day. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. We're really happy that you're here. And if you've listened to the podcast multiple times, we hope you're finding real value in what we're talking about. Also, if you have a minute, we would really appreciate it if you could leave a review. It only takes just a few minutes and it will really help us out. So if you would consider that, we would appreciate it. We try our best to produce this podcast weekly and any of the resources we mention, I'll put links in our show notes, which you can find at our website, rondanp.com. N like nurse, P like practitioner. So today's episode is number 014, and it is migraines and menopause. I've suffered from migraines since high school, so the information in here is so important to share with those of you who may get migraines as well. Unfortunately, my youngest daughter, Sydney, who is 21, has also been plagued by these bad boys since she was just a little girl, and it's so hard to see when she suffers and when she has one, but I do everything I can to help her because I really know what they feel like. And that's what we're talking about today, offering some help, some practical steps for those of you who get migraines. Perimenopause is a time, according to studies, where you are more prone to get them. Oh, great. So let's dive into this episode so we can share our natural solutions with you, including lifestyle, essential oils, the role of gluten, and some other thoughts from Rhonda on preventative measures, including supplements. So with that, let's get started. Today we're here to talk about migraines and menopause. And you know what, Rhonda? I consider myself kind of an expert in migraines. I've been a migraine sufferer for about 35 years. And I really feel that over the last, I would say two to three years, I've really gotten them under control. And I learned a lot from you all. And I'm excited today to share what I know and what you know with everybody. That's really cool. I have never had a migraine, so it's really hard as practitioners to really realize what people go through when they have a migraine. I don't even get headaches. When I do, it's quite rare. And when I do, it's probably not even that bad. And I just think I am down for the count. So I just really do have a big place in my heart for people that do suffer from migraines because it is such a tough thing. It is. And you know, there's so many different types of headaches. There's cluster headaches and tension headaches, but the migraine is one that's so, so different. And if you suffer from them, you really understand you are, you are down for the count. You are very, it's debilitating. But I found some new research that included more than 3,600 women who suffered from migraines before and during menopause. And what they found is the risk of high frequency migraines, that's 10 or more a month, rose 60% during the transitional time into menopause, which is marked by irregular menstrual cycles, and that's called perimenopause. Yeah, that's exactly right. The good news is, is that once you're done with the whole menopause thing, they get better for most women, not everyone. But it's because of the fluctuation during that time in the hormones. And so you'll have these bursts of estrogen. It's like those ovaries just want to keep kicking something out because they're like, I don't want to leave. 
behavior. And so they'll kick out the estrogens that are creating these migraine headaches during the perimenopause and they're so erratic. So they can come at any time. There's no real schedule to them. Like when you're younger, if you have those premenstrual headaches, you can prepare yourself. You know, you know that week before you've got these headaches, so you prepare yourself for that. And in the perimenopause phase, it's just erratic. It can be any time of day or week or there's no rhyme or reason to it. You know, the thing that's really scary about migraines, too, is like you said, there is no rhyme or reason, but you know, during this time, your stress level and what you have going on, you're, even though you feel, I'm in control, I know what's happening, your body will tell you otherwise. And I have what's called, and it's, I went to a neurologist years ago, but I have a, a, a lot of people get visual auras in their eyes, like uh, sparkling lights or or light uh, fluctuation, I get a verbal aura, which is the guy told me it's really rare. I'm like, great. (laughs) Basically what happens is I speech skip or I twist my words around. And so I know when I, it's almost like I'm a little bit intoxicated when Mm -hmm, that happens and mm -hmm. it's really scary. And then I had a a couple of times, one a few years ago where, um, so those of you who don't know or haven't been listening very long, I am married to Rhonda's older brother, and his name is Craig, and I was having one, and he came into the room, and I looked at him, and I knew his name was Craig, but I couldn't say his name. That's how freaking scary it can get. And so, you know, when people think suffering from them, it's real, and it's scary. And so what I've learned over time is I just have to get ahead of it. I think about getting ahead of it. And we're going to talk today about some of the ideas for natural migraine relief, which I'm excited about because I've tried many of these and they, they really work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they do work. There is a lot out there. I think that it is, again, like toolbox that you have these things. Some things are going to work, some things aren't, some things work at certain times, but you have this little tools that you use and so you have those available for when you do have migraines. Right, and for those of you who do suffer, we all know, I call it my rescue medicine. I have hardcore medicine when I get one. Right. But I really don't like to take it because mm-hmm. I feel yucky mm-hmm. when I do. And so these natural solutions we're going to talk about are something you can really try to, quote unquote, get ahead of it and not let it get to that point where you have to take your rescue medicine. Right. And God knows you need that rescue medicine. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, my training, my nurse practitioner training, obviously, we didn't learn about the natural stuff. We learned about the medications. So what I've found over the years, which I love, is when people actually tell me that some of the natural stuff work way better than the actual hardcore medications but they have to figure that out on their own and everybody's different but that that has rang true for a lot of people that's great that's great so let's let's go through some of your top favorites Rhonda let's start maybe with some essential oils what are the essential oils to use because some people are really confused by essential oils right and essential oils can be tricky and they are powerful but they do need to be used in a right manner so the two that come to mind the most are really lavender and peppermint oil both of them can play a nice role in migraine relief so peppermint has this cooling effect and so when you put it on you can put it with a carrier oil such as coconut oil or grapeseed oil and you just put it right at your temples and also at the back of your neck and this actually can stimulate blood flow and soothe those muscle contractions that you're having during a headache. Keep in mind that peppermint oil is very strong so if you get close to your eyes you have to be very careful don't get it in your eyes because it can really burn even getting too close to your eyes so up on the upper temples away from your eyes and then in the back of your neck. Now lavender oil most people do know this as being a calmer and so it does support your mood and 
has that calming effect. And research confirms that the use of lavender oil is safe and effective for migraines. And the particular study measured inhalation of lavender essential oil and was shown to be effective and safe modality treatments. So there is there is actual clinical studies on some of this stuff too, and it does work. So lavender oil can actually just take the bottle and breathe it right into your nose and take in some big deep breaths and let the aroma of the lavender get into your brain and it helps calm you that way. You can also just take and put just a little one drop of lavender on your nose and then you'll actually be breathing it in. So that works as well. Four to five drops of lavender oil or peppermint oil inside of your hand and rub them together also is a way of inhalation so you just drop it into your palm of your hands rub your hands together so you just take in a big deep breath four to five breaths holding it in and as you do that also rub on your temples forehead and back of your neck as well so you can combine lavender and peppermint and actually get a better effect because they both work just a little bit differently. I usually do suggest using a carrier oil like coconut, almond oil, or grapeseed oil when you're doing that. Okay, great. Because I have burned myself with peppermint oil. Yes, (laughs) yes. So the next natural remedy is magnesium. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, magnesium, actually, a lot of women tend to be a little deficient in it. And I get magnesium levels and blood levels, and we don't see a deficiency that way. But what I mean is that they're just lacking it. And it actually, magnesium is a really important nutrient for many things, including muscle relaxant. It, it can actually work on some brain chemicals in your brain to help with pain. So we use it in muscle relaxant it at night for people to sleep better because they relax. It does have a nice natural effect. I recommend 200 to 600 milligrams of magnesium a day uh, to reduce your headaches and usually with magnesium taking it daily is probably the best bet to be a little bit more preventative here. The thing about magnesium as well is if you're getting too much, you'll get diarrhea. So you can increase it up to the loose stools or diarrhea, and then that's your dose. So that's, you know, 200, 600 is usually a pretty common dose. That's interesting. So there's another product that we have in our store called MigraEase. And could you talk a little bit about that? That has a combination of some ingredients that have been really a a protocol for women who have migraines. Yeah, so many years ago, I actually went to a headache specialist talk on, I can't even remember how many years, probably 15 now. It's been a long time, and it was from a headache specialist from a big clinic in at Mayo Clinic, and he actually brought up this natural combination of things and I was really surprised because most often when I go to major medical conferences back then especially it was very there was very few natural things he had recommended a combination of some supplements now over the years there's been a couple other things that have popped up and so a combination of certain things work really well together and the one that we have is called Migra Ease and that has a combination of riboflavone magnesium ginger Fever Few, Butterbur, and Ginkgo. And all of these have some research behind them 
for migraines. And the other thing is when you use something in combination, it actually can be more effective. So this combination in particular, it's a pretty new product now. I've been using like a few of these things together for many years that has been effective, but it's nice that it all comes in one bottle now. Yeah. And so this has been a really effective thing for migraine headaches. This is something you begin to take daily and it's not just when you have migraines you just take it you just take it all the time yes so people that suffer from migraines if you're in the medication world you probably are on a preventative medication that you take daily and then you're on a rescue medication and this would be under that preventative where you do take it on a daily basis to prevent the migraine okay well i'll make sure i stick in the show notes the link to this product that's in our store so the other idea for a natural relief is a detox bath What is that all about? (laughs) Well, sometimes it just has to do with the peace and quiet. A lot of times headaches really are related to stress and being uptight and muscle tension. So some of it's just that quietness of jumping in a bath and your muscles get relaxed and you kind of take a breath. (laughs) So this can boost the effect with a few of these other ideas could add two cups of apple cider vinegar to your bath which actually can pull excess uric acid out of your body and this can provide headache relief so that's a nice way of doing it or you could certainly add those essential oils of lavender and peppermint and a couple other oils in the tub would be lemongrass and lang lang i can never say that (laughs) it's y-l-a-n-g lang lang to help release tension so this can be a really important thing to just take a breath relax and put these in to help added effect. We carry a line of essential oils at Rhonda NP in our web store if you'd like to check those out as well. So what about gluten-free diets? Gluten is just bad, right? Just all all <laughs> over bad. Well, the thing about gluten, if you look at over the years, 50 years ago our foods had gluten in them, but they had them at a very low concentrated amount. Now our foods because of the genetically modified foods the gluten content is so much more concentrated and so that's why you know people are having more trouble with it so if we had the low content of gluten you probably would tolerate it fine gluten is one of those things that i do recommend for a for your migraine headaches because i see results i guess you do need to look at foods because foods will break down in your body and if your body has to break them down and it takes too much energy and work to actually break that down in the case of gluten, it can cause headaches. So I do see good results with a gluten-free diet. So if you know you have celiac disease or gluten sensitivity, there's often a connection between the gluten and the migraine headache. But if you haven't been diagnosed with celiac disease, you may have a gluten sensitivity that actually causes your migraine, meaning that you could try to just eliminate it for a few weeks and see if you notice a difference. Usually people will notice after three to four weeks of elimination and then they add it back in that it may be a trigger for your migraine. So you could figure that out yourself and how your body relates to gluten. I think it's a really important thing to do because it can make a huge difference for many people. So, you know, we always talk about getting water during the day, but hydration plays a huge role in migraines, right? So there's a direct correlation between women, water, and menopause. And 
why it is critical to overall health symptom and management is probably one of the first things I tell women with migraine headaches. Are you getting enough water? Now keep in mind, if you're drinking coffee, coffee is a dehydrator. So if you have a cup of coffee, you have to have an extra glass of water. When I have women do a migraine diary, I have them keep track of their water and you know did you just have two cups of coffee and you hadn't drank water for two days and you've only drank coffee because sometimes we get in our coffee mode so really be cautious of that it really is a key to keeping your migraines under control you know you, you mentioned a, a migraine log there and I kept a migraine log for years because really trying to figure out what my triggers were and I, I eventually figured out that wine of any type was a trigger so i had no alcohol for almost eight years mm -hmm. and just recently have started to reintroduce i'll have one beer mm -hmm. you know but any kind of alcohol would trigger my migraines and i of course i knew that after i would look but it was almost a it was a layering effect it was alcohol stress my cycle at the time or, or whatever, or certain foods. And I think that's really important because there's so much going on. You may not notice what those are. I'm also triggered me personally by altitude, uh, barometric pressure, uh, I will get a migraine. And I know that happens for some women too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a good point. And the hydration again, is really important and figuring out your triggers is a really big deal. If you stay away from them, wine is common, actually. Mm -hmm. Wine is common and many women can tolerate a beer or alcohol and not wine. So it's not always just the alcohol in general. Mm -hmm. So one other thing was talking about acupuncture. So you you do acupuncture. It's like acupuncture is the magic thing, right? It, it just <laughs> does a lot of good for a lot of different symptoms. Yeah, it is kind of the magic thing for some people. You know, there's a certain percentage of the population that do not respond to acupuncture, but it certainly is worth trialing. It could be a great preventative way, just like you go into a massage, have a massage every month, having an acupuncture treatment monthly, or you kind of figure it out. Some people need an acupuncture treatment maybe every six to eight weeks and that can really be effective for your migraine therapy good and then one last thing on yoga and again yoga is one of these wonderful things but it can actually help with migraines yeah yoga is a really really good exercise there's the breathing and the calming that goes with it and in addition to that there's certain positions that actually change the blood flow and things so if you have migraine headaches that are caused by tension and circulation, you can learn some certain poses that actually will help your migraine headaches. Well, good. So those are some really wonderful natural solutions that you can consider, you know, if you are starting to suffer from migraines or you always have. But I think one of the, the better ones too is slow down and reduce your stress because stress is really one of the main triggers of migraines. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Well, good. So any last thoughts on migraines and menopause? No. I mean, the good news really is that the majority of women, once they get through that perimenopause and into menopause a few years down the road, that their migraines just literally stop. So I really hope that for most of you, or all of you, actually. That um, is such good news. <laughs> I know. It is. It's the best <laughs> news ever. So it's kind of if you're out there and you're getting a list of the positives of menopause, this would be one of them. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. See you later. Thanks for joining the Menopause Guide podcast with Rhonda NP. You'll find the show notes and other valuable information at our website, rhondanp.com. Don't worry about this menopause thing. You've got this.